When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I'm Frank Benali. This is Klaus Lundekram. I'm Matt Letitia. Dean Hammond's here. And you're listening to In That Number. Kevin Amoskonish-Milton, find me on Twitter at Amoskonish. And me, Ray Hunt, you can find me on at RayHunt84. Follow the show on at Number Podcast on Twitter. And on Facebook, Instagram and Telegram on In That Number Podcast. Email us with your thoughts and feelings on InThatNumberPodcast at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear, consider sharing your support by visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash InThatNumber. Let's march on in. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number, part of the Sports Social Network. This is episode 222. Uh, Today, we shall go through Saturday afternoon's record-setting game against Sheffield Wednesday as we cruised to a 4-0 win at home. To keep piling on that pressure on the top two, uh, we'll get you caught up with the latest news, including the transfer news, and we'll get the lowdown on our trip to Swansea City next Saturday uh, joining me this week, we have the usual suspects of the Moscow Mesh, Kevin Milverton and Tim Bazance. Kevin, I'll, I'll start with you. How are you this week? I'm excited uh, because it's episode two, two, two. Come yeah. on and do the conga. Ah, good. <laughs> and other than that? Um, nah. Mm. Just, just nah. Just excited for the two, um, two, two, and not, not the, uh, the record-setting run that we're on. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that. But no, it was a brilliant weekend. Um, and the skates lost as well. The wheels are falling off there. So, um, yeah, actually really um, picked me up this weekend. Yeah, it's been great. It has been great. Um, and Tim, uh, you're preparing for your trip. Uh, I think your flight is later today. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Okay. I will be leaving in just shy of three hours for the airport. 
make this a quick one then. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have. Uh, it's 24 hours of travel is tomorrow, as long as I uh, everything is on time. The schedule is saying that I would we will be there 24 hours, literally from the time that we leave from door to door. So where are you heading first? You're going to Italy first, aren't you? Uh, yeah, in, in the Italian uh, town called Bormio in the Italian Alps. Yep. Nice. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. So, uh, on, to the, on to the football then. So, it's 20 games unbeaten in all competition, and that, that ties the record uh, last set in 1922, right back when we first entered the Football League. It's, it is a remarkable achievement, and I, I don't think we're making enough noise over this. Well, I think Saints are. I just don't think the whole of the, the rest of the football world are making noise over it. And, you know, after those four losses back in September... Who would have thought that we'd be sat here on a dull, cold afternoon in January of the same season talking about equaling an 102-year record? I mean, it's it's amazing, isn't it? It's the most successful time in club history. It's fantastic. And I don't even – like, I, I don't know how to fathom it. It's just a matter of you got to sit there and enjoy it for what, what, what you can because – eventually you'll have to come down from it uh you can't you can't stay this high for that long although they have to because um yeah okay they can equal record and better it but um apparently there's an even older record which predates even saints playing at the dell that's right yeah. 24 matches without mm-hmm. yeah back when uh, we were still southampton st mary's that's right yeah i don't think we're going to be getting onto that but i just that with this football league record well we've got a next step well yeah it doesn't have to end there you know that's the whole point but yeah i mean the the amazing run though kev is kind of a side note isn't it because the the three points are most important right now as we chase the automatic promotion spots i mean leicester losing at the early game at coventry and we went second and moved 10 points off of them but then ipswich got their points against Sunderland but they're, they're, there's no doubt yeah, that they're feeling uh, the pressure and it has to be said next week actually Leicester will play Ipswich at the King Power on the on the Monday play night. each other yeah um so something's got to give there they can't both win no exactly but what are we hoping for then are we hoping for a Leicester win and let them go 13 clear or depending if we win obviously or do we want a draw or do we think you know we can we, we can catch them both so let's let's have a draw what do we want I think whatever happens um, we'll benefit from it won't we we'll either catch only if only if we beat Swansea so. Well, I mean, if they play anything like they um, played when over over Christmas, we've got nothing to worry about. Uh, I can just get the job done against uh, against Swansea first. That would be good, and then we can just sit back and uh, watch them kick the shit out of each other and see what happens. Uh, but yeah, show your support for the show by uh, buying us a coffee. Uh, visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Um, and of course, our Discord, come and join us there. Just send us a message if you're interested and we'll get you in. ITN News then, chaps. Let's do it. This is ITN In That Number News. Okay, I'll start off with some the sad news that former defender uh, and 1976 FA Cup winner Mal Blythe has passed away at the age of 79. Um, and you'll you'll have noticed that in the Sheffield Wednesday game on Saturday, they had black armbands as a mark of respect. Fourth round draw. Uh, yeah, we, we've got an away game, Tim. Uh, Watford, um, and that's actually been moved to the Sunday, the 28th of January at 2pm, which is the worst possible 
result, really. Uh, the game at Hull has now been moved to Tuesday, the 20th of February. So, yeah, not not the draw we wanted. No, uh, that is correct. But uh, I guess it's, you know, it's London based. And so for the for the fans, you might be able to get there uh, at a reason, you know, in a reasonable way. And it's not if we're not playing any of the big dogs yet. We're playing a team that we should be better than and should be able to beat and advance on. So let's take for let's take the let's take the win with what we can and, and go from there. Tough place to go. I mean, we got the draw back in December, didn't we, against them? But uh, yeah, I can see us losing that game, if I'm being honest. Russell Martin shortlisted for the EFL Manager of the Month for December. Uh, it's third nomination, but he's never won one. Um, Danny Roll also shortlisted alongside Enzo Maresca and Mark Robbins, and none of our players were shortlisted for uh, this time. But uh, Leicester scooped the double. Of course, they did. Mavadidi and Maresca get the player and manager of the month for, for the EFL. It's fucking rigged. <laughs> well, Why do we you... always get ignored for this? It's ridiculous. Well, you don't get ignored. I mean, he got he got shortlisted. I just think you look at Leicester's record. They keep on winning. Well, apart from yesterday. Uh, in December, they kept on winning. They kept on scoring. They, they are winning a lot of games. Um, and... It's a good thing. I think if we're not uh, if we're not really focused on yet, I mean, I think the teams in the EFL are recognizing us. Obviously, with a 20 game unbeaten streak in all competitions. But if we're not getting the awards and we're not seen, we're not seen as a threat. But we know that we are absolutely amazing right now. And anybody who comes our way, we should be able to put up a, put up a fight against and should be favored against. Nobody likes us. We don't care. Nigeria, by the way, begin their AFCON campaign this afternoon uh, against Equatorial mm. Guinea. Uh, and that is a 2 p.m. kickoff. Um, African powerhouse that is Equatorial Guinea. Yeah. He is not in the squad. Well, I mean, he's on the bench. He's on the bench. He's on the bench. He's not on the mm. starting 11. Uh, give him the number 10 shirt as well. Surprising. Yeah, number 10 shirt. Yeah, just like that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Tim, uh, you have some news, I believe. Well, for those listening out there who are USA-based, uh, we are looking to host and plan on hosting a USA Saints meetup. We've tried multiple times, and this is actually going to be the third time that we're going to try here based in Chicago, where I'm from. Really excited about it. It's going to be uh, April 20th weekend, home game against uh, Cardiff City. And with that, uh, we've got a tentative location pending the amount of people that we have. It's the Embassy Public House in the in Little Italy neighborhood. It's a really cool place. Uh, they happen to be, you know, uh, the owners from Leeds and but is really a big fan of the championship and super, uh, super nice and welcoming. And it's also the Nottingham Forest Bar that's here in the Chicago area. But reach out to me if you have any questions. Uh, if we get a group larger than about 40, 45, 50 people or so, uh, we will have to move locations because that's the max that they're allowed for our uh, for our <laughs> for our group. Uh, with that said, uh, looking forward to it. And this is a soft uh, announcement. So you'll see and hear more announcements coming in the near future. Excellent. I, I fancy going to that. Come on by. We'll love to. Come on to Chicago. It's yeah. a lot of fun. That'd be good. Yeah. Okay, uh, transfer news then. Uh, Kev, Russell Martin said this week that he'd like to add one or two more before the window closes and says that they still haven't replaced Nathan Teller. Um, So I'll I'll quote him for you. He said, I'm pretty sure that by the end of the window, we will get someone we are very happy with in that position. So that's 
that's good, isn't it? Because, I mean, he's refused to be dragged into a conversation about being linked with certain players, as most managers do. But the fact that he has said he is pretty sure that by the end of the window, we will get someone that we're happy with in that position. That's that's positive news, right? We, we, a Nathan Teller replacement, and it can't be alone because we've got all our loan players now. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one. I mean, I know that Adozi and Sulemana are injured. If, if they're fit, I mean, do we have room for a replacement for Teller? I mean, looking at the lineup from yesterday, I don't think there's anyone we could sign that would fit into that squad. I think the only thing that you can do is put Adam Armstrong through the centre and then that frees up a space on the wing. You know, you've still got Ryan Fraser on the and other side. And not play Adams. Uh, yeah, and not play Adams if he is intending to leave. I'm not I'm not sure about that one. What, you're not sure that he's leaving or not sure that we've got space? Well, both, because I guess okay. they depend on each other, don't they? You know, do we, do we have the money to bring in somebody who's really going to um, bring this team up? Or, I, I don't think so. No, possibly not, but... I'm hopeful. It's still. I mean, everyone likes a new signing, don't they? Whether we need it or not, it's still. You know, we don't want to panic buy though. I don't know. I was. Yeah, I was frustrated by the the panic buys and bargain basement catalogue that we had last season. Mm. So yeah. You mean you weren't happy you with Paul Wanuachu? Yeah. No, I thought he was the Lord and Savior and solution to all of our problems. <laughs> Um, we have got uh, an incoming to talk about, an 18-year-old midfielder, Joe O'Brien Whitmarsh, another double barreler, uh, signed from Cork City, and he's going to link up with the under-21s. Mm. Um, and breaking news this morning, actually, as we were preparing to record, Joe Rothwell uh, is joined on loan, or preparing to join on loan from, from Bournemouth. That's the fifth loan signing, that, uh, and the last that's allowed. Um, he's a defensive midfielder to go alongside, you know, Down, Smallbone, Charles. A bit of a surprise, this one, because he wasn't mentioned at all, was he, Tim? Completely out of the blue, uh, completely under the radar. And the biggest thing is, I think I'm one of the few people who was talking about maybe last week or the week prior that I think central mid is one of our areas that we need to strengthen. And this is it. I don't see him as a long-term fit uh, and with the team. I think he's just a plug and play that can, you know, feed in and, eat up some minutes if we're getting heavy into the, the cup run and uh, in case there's any injuries. But, you know, for me, you know, with the, with Rothwell, sure. I mean, we'll take it, but that's our fifth loan and that right wing has to be a signing then, or yep. we just buy Ryan Frazier uh, completely and then get a right winger on loan uh, and then feel it, feel it out that way. Mm, but that's a good point, yeah. Adams will be here through the, through the, the spring uh, and my guess is he'll probably leave in the in the summertime on a free you're on a free. He's going to the likelihood of you unless we truly get promoted. Uh, if we don't get promoted, then he's not staying guaranteed. If you, if we do get promoted, I'd still say there's a less than 50 percent chance that he resigns with us. Hmm. Um, uh, but so that's where that Adam Armstrong through the middle right wing comes into play, which makes sense. Kev, this Rothwell signing, does it seem like just more depth now that Aribo's not here, uh, obviously in, in uh, Ivory Coast at the moment? And depending on how far Nigeria go, is this just a, a replacement for um, for Joe Aribo? What, one Joe for another? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it's just going to be a squad player, to be honest. It is, it is only a short-term thing, isn't it? It's a loan. They have said that there's no mm. option to buy in this deal. So um, it, that's why it seems like a bit of a surprise, because, I mean, no one was mentioning him. And all of a sudden, yeah, boom, news this morning that he's uh, he's coming on in. And that kind of cements what I'm saying. You think that if we were going to get in a big name, it would be on loan. 
Um, and if Brusselman saying that we need a winger, well, then that, that means we're not getting a winner, winger in on loan. Mm. So um, we just have to buy a player. And yeah, I don't see us forking out money. So I, I don't, yeah, my no, expectations are quite low. There's no reason to buy a winger if we're doing so well at the moment. There's no reason to panic by. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe you're right. But um, we have got an outgoing to talk about. Our goalkeeper, Jack Bycroft, he's joined Swindon Town on a permanent. Um, another academy prospect that never quite made the grade. Uh, he's been with the club for 14 years and he signed his first deal in 2018 mm-hmm. uh, and then an extension in 2021. But uh, now he's uh, he's gone, he's sold. So yeah. And still no fresh news on Manuel Benson and Ryan Hedges. So our dream of having Benson and Hedges, Kevin, playing on the wings is a long way off, it seems. But um, we have been interested in, yeah. in Stevenage left back, Dan Butler. Uh, and I've heard that Ricky Lambert is making a sensational return. So we'll have Lambert and Butler. Hey. I was expecting a little bit more of a cheer than that. <laughs> the only Butler I could find was a 29-year-old left back at Stevenage. So, yeah, that's it. And there's no Lamberts around. Oh, it probably is. But, I mean, how can you how can you forget Ricky Lambert? Yeah, I want to talk about the Shea situation because he had, he, he had another good performance yesterday and he scored. Scored against Wednesday, mm. subbed off and received a, a standing ovation. Kev, you kind of like mentioned this a minute ago, but you don't think that he's off. Tim, I know you've just said that he's not. Um, you think he's going to stay on and, uh, you know, possibly go for a free at the end of the season or depends on whether we get promoted. Uh, but there are actually a host of Premier League teams that are interested in him still. And I, I do feel like he will he will move on. Um we talking Burnley. No, Burnley weren't even on my weren't even on my list, but uh, yeah, Burnley were one of them. Um, but there's more teams that have shown some interest in him, and it's quite genuine interest in him. So uh, yeah, I think it could go down to the wire, to be honest. But um, yeah, uh, there's there's a, I have Wolves. Yeah, Wolves, Everton, Fulham, Palace, Burnley. There's a lot of teams that are that are still. Most of them, are, you know, potentially getting relegated at the end of the season. Does you really want that? It'll be in the same situation next season. It's half a season left, and the way that we're playing, it could, it could. I mean, yeah, he could, could just swap places, which wouldn't, wouldn't do good for his career at the moment. It's for us. It's the opportunity cost. Um, how much would it cost us to get someone in to do the same job as Shea for the rest of the season? Much more than six million. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if he's going to be going for a free at the end of the season, he might as well make some money on it now. I'd say you might as well keep him for six million. I don't know. You don't want to keep six million. You don't want to make six million from him rather than nothing. That's that's like one third of Onoachu. That's just Onoachu's legs. Six million. We, you know, we we can afford that. That's fine. Well, how much do you think he's worth? How much do you think we can push for him? Well, not much more than that. That's why I'm saying. Like hmm. we know that he's, everyone knows he's out of contract in the summer and he'll just go for a free. I'd just say let that happen if he really wants to go. So let's think of it from his perspective, okay? So. He's got he's out of contract in this coming summertime. You'll he'll likely get a financial he'll probably get like a signing bonus that's gonna be not mm-hmm. complete, you know, what would the transfer fee would be, but a bonus to him financially that'll allow him to be, you know, better off uh than say if he transferred right now. Now the only thing I could think of is let's just say it is a team like Fulham or Wolves who are I wouldn't say all but guaranteed, but likely to stay up in the Premier League next year. And that way he's secured a long-term future with it. Whereas let's say he wanted to go to 
Everton or Burnley based on or Forest based on the table. And there's a decent chance that they could get relegated and then we get promoted and all of a sudden he's back in the same situation. So he's going to have to think of himself financially what he wants to do. The best thing for him is to wait it out completely and go where he wants to do and do what he wants to do in the summertime. Oh, I, I agree. Think that's, yeah. I agree. I, with I think that. that's why he didn't sign. That's why he not did not sign a deal at all this past year, because he's betting on himself to be able to do that. And I think that he should bet on himself. And once we see he get promoted and once we show him that says you're still going to be a starter, you know, or, a reg, you know, a regular, a regular, uh, you know, regularly on the team sheet continually for the entire Premier League season next year. Let's get back to it. And he might say, yeah, let's do it. And then we sign him to a three year deal, deal with a signing bonus plus a, you know, a stay up bonus or whatever it is. And that's what that's what it is. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, the ball's in his court, isn't it? Everything is, is is on him, whether he wants to do it. I mean, if he does go to Everton, I mean, let's face it, Everton are a bigger club. They've got a new stadium coming. Uh, if they stay in the Premier League, he's going to get he's going to get more wages, most probably. Yeah, and and it's playing right now, isn't it? Whether he can be patient and 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 stay in that Premier League, I, I don't know. I, I I would like to keep him. I, I would like to keep him, and I'd love personally, you know, a, a perfect scenario for me would be that he does sign a new deal, or he, at least you know he stays till the, till the summer. We get promoted, and then he signs that new deal and keep and stays with us. But I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I just can't I honestly can't see it happening. And I don't think the club will allow that either. There's a value in free agency, which allows him to do that. Whereas right now he he's going to be pigeoned into, let's just say, four or five clubs, two or three of which may not be in a better situation than we are next year. So he's going to wait it out. He knows he'll have a suitor in some way, shape or form. And he gets to say, hey, I get to go where I want to go. And mm. I'm going to think it's financially best for me to do that so he he'll and we won't let him go because we need him and we the value of him at six million because of getting back into the premier league now if somebody comes in and says we'll give you 15 million pounds which would be a stupid thing for them to do then you're like well yeah okay sure yeah that's then you turn then then you immediately turn around and say newcastle let's buy fraser for five and then you loan in some stalwart from Man City or somewhere who's, you know, on their bench or that's not, you know, get not getting a lot of playing time or in their U23s who just happens to be the best thing in the world and then, you know, hope, hope for the best at that point. Kev, do you feel, do you, do you feel like he's happy? Do you, have you noticed a, a change in his demeanour at all? Do you think he's he's playing a little bit happier for us? It's difficult to judge, but I mean, he's in the form of his life at the moment. He, he, he's never been this good for us ever. So, you know, why would you risk putting a stop to that? You know, you'd be much more of a valuable commodity if you've scored, you know, 15, 18 goals in the championship by the end of the season um, than what's he on at the moment. 
five. Uh, 20, mm. 23 games okay. played, 11 games started, you know, seven goals. So XG per 90, um, <laughs> 0.54. So basically a half for every 90 minutes that he's played, he's expected to score, you know, half. half he scores goal. a goal every other game. He's scoring <laughs> yeah. a goal every other game for us, regardless of how long he's played. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Under 21s then. They've been back after their winter break in Premier League two with a home tie against uh, league leaders Spurs on Friday night, uh, and they lost 3-2. Uh, and fresh from his first team debut against Walsall, Cam Bragg opened up the scoring for Saints from the spot. Uh, 15-year-old Alejandro Gomez-Rodriguez. Um, he scored on his Premier League 2 debut. 15 years old. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, 17th in the table. Uh, and their next match is that Premier League International Cup against Celtic on Wednesday the 24th. Uh, and that's at the Snow Stadium. The women uh, are playing in the FA Cup uh, right now as we speak after their uh, their winter break. And they're up at, at Sunderland. Um, yeah, and currently they are nil-nil, uh, 40 minutes played. Um, so good luck to them. Under 18s, they were back uh, on Saturday the 13th of January of a trip to Fulham uh, and a 3-2 loss. Josh Pitts opened the scoring before Fulham scored three. Uh, Max Fry added our consolation deep into injury time. Uh, and they sit 11th in the table. Next up for them is is West Brom away on Saturday the 20th. OK, uh, Shepherd Wednesday then, fellas. Uh, looking to extend this streak to 19 uh, league games for the first time since 1921. Uh, our first home league match against Shepherd Wednesday since the 2-0 win in March 2011. We've since beaten them in the League Cup in 2012. And we beat them last season, if you remember. Uh, a 1-1 draw followed by a 6-5 win on penalties. Um, in their last seven league visits here, Wednesday have failed to win, losing five and drawing two. Uh, their last win was 1997-98. Um, but yeah, as Tim mentioned last week, under Danny Roll, they've turned turned a little corner. And only Leicester and Saints uh, have won more games since the start of December. Uh, between August and November, they only managed seven points. So that just goes to show what a good job Roll was doing there. And But yeah, a heavy win for, or a heavy loss for them. And Saints keep that streak going. Che Adams opened the scoring with his eighth of the season, five of those coming in the last 10. Uh, Adam Armstrong doubled with his 14th of the season. Ryan Fraser continuing his fine form with a third and his seventh of the season, followed by Mara with the final goal and his third. And he, all, all of his three coming in the last seven as well. So once again, turning the screw in the second half, uh, showing our ability to kill games off. We were guilty of uh, like squeaking games, weren't we, Ali? Not not enough goals, but uh, just lately that's all gone and different side now making it look easy. And and Kevin, just just look at this home form, right? Because we won four 0 against Blackburn, which you were there for. Five uh, 0 against Swansea, which you were also there for. A slight blip against Plymouth, but we still one two one. Followed by four 0 in the cup, and yet another four 0 yesterday. It's like how can you not be impressed with this this goal scoring and and this winning and that's nine wins in a row at home, and six of those have been clean sheets. Uh, the only other three that we conceded was a goal a game against Birmingham, West Brom and Plymouth. So that's 27 goals scored and three conceded in that stretch. That's It's incredible, really. Yeah, 19 goals in the last five games. That that, that has been you know, quite a, a treat for the spectators at St Mary's recently. Yeah, you think about last season and how we were struggling for goals, obviously, mm. in the Premier League and all that. And yeah, and St Mary's is banging lately isn't it it's great 
absolutely selling out as well um which is good it's always good i'm selling out away games which is also really good although not if you're uh <laughs> want to go to the fa cup games <laughs> it's not good um but yeah the the, the starters then because only harwood bellis smallbone and fraser kept their places from that warsaw win um that was key though wasn't it keeping the players fresh for this return and quite possibly tim the best lineup i could have hoped for because I thought it was great. It had strength everywhere. And maybe only Alcaraz could have squeezed in there somewhere. But otherwise, I, I was happy with the 11. Um, any complaints? No, it was the best lineup that I think we could have put out uh, with our injuries, plus with form. Uh, everything looked everything looked great right now. Sorry, even with the injuries. like I, I mean, I don't think there's anyone that I, I would replace in that team. Who are we waiting for to get fit? Um, well, the only other one is, is James Bree, who was playing well before he went down uh, instead of Ryan Manning, who still keeps giving that ball away at times. Um, and... But this is, it's, that's the most competitive position, I think, in the team is that, um, you know, left, left back spot. And he's not um, even a left back. so. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, and as I say, Alcaraz, I mean, he's not he's not doing anything wrong to be out of the team. But I, I said last week, I'd much rather play. Stuart Armstrong over Alcaraz at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't have any complaints. And there's no way you can squeeze him in. And you, you just think we've got Adozi and Sulemana to come back in here somewhere. So it's, yeah, uh, I'm, it's good. I think, you know, they'll be they'll they'll be um, on the bench for a while, I think. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it's going to be a, a, a case of uh, Sulemana and Fraser swapping roles. We're going to have Sulemana coming off the bench to uh, to run at tired legs of right backs but yeah um it's, mm. it's a good this is a good problem um but yeah it was uh, i thought it was a quite considering we won four nil and it was a you know completely dominating performance it was a bit of a shaky start wasn't it because bazunu mm. almost messed up in possession and wednesday had the ball in our half for too much for my liking and uh, uh, you know as things were settling in yeah and there was early chance taken i was getting quite frustrated with jay if i'm being perfectly honest um Form of his because, life. Uh, he was mistimed. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, okay, he found his feet in the end. But um, yeah, he just wasn't in the right place at the right time. He was mistiming his runs. He was had, a, had his shots, shots go go wide. But um, yeah, that, after that goal, he, he just head head stayed screwed on. And um, yeah, that front three is, was as yeah that terror about as terrifying as they looked on paper. Yeah, yeah, and it didn't take long, Tim, for us to get our usual style going and you know forcing Wednesday back keeping the ball creating chances and and Fraser had a bouncing shot cleared off the line um so yeah we were starting to, mm. to settle in and, and we we did deserve to uh to take the lead when we eventually did but yeah it just took a little bit of time to settle Tim at no point during the entire game that I feel like we weren't going to win this game I thought going in and then every minute afterwards yes it took us a little bit of time to settle in but we've been able to see now progressively over the last well number of games that our that our mo is to wear them down bring out what could be their weakness expose that weakness score a goal and then over time just completely knock them down knock them down and then pile it on towards the end yeah second just half a- would just be piling on pressure wouldn't it and that's what we're doing at the moment we, we've seen that multiple times now. We've seen that in the Blackbird game. We've seen the Swansea game or the two major ones that you can think of, the Wal- the Walsall game, and then this one as well. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. You know it's coming. That's what's great. We're going into every game as favourite, and, and it's we're not disappointing. It's, it's, it's really good. And 
the goal came on 35 minutes, uh, 10 minutes before the half. And it came from a throw-in. Adam Armstrong with the assist, another one. Although, mm-hmm. officially, he's not been credited with that. Um, Diaby makes a bit what? of a mess. Yeah, no, he hasn't. Did you know that? Because it, it goes that I mean, we're looking at the stats no. saying that Adam Armstrong scored a goal and got three assists, but officially they've only given him two, and it was this one that they they discredited from him. Um, but we're going to give it here, and yeah, but uh, I think it was because you know, the, like, did he get a slight touch on the ball or something? Diaby, yeah, he kind of like messes it up trying to recover it, and and Shea doesn't, and then it's just like a little neat finish into the bottom corner, isn't it? And, that was it, one nil. But if 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 Adam Armstrong hadn't done what he did, then Shea Adams wouldn't have got the chance to get the ball anyway. So yeah, it, it, it's yeah, a, it, so it's an assist. That's nonsense. Yeah, but I mean, under the laws of an assist, yeah, you, he kind of helped it on to to Shea. <laughs> so assisted by Diaby. Um, but yeah, we 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 kept pushing. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I noticed too is that even when we were missing chances, they still had smiles on their faces and. Really, really enjoying it. You could see that. Uh, I think there was a shot from Kyle Walker Peters that went just wide, and even after he'd done it, he's smiling, and it's just like, my God, he's really, really loving life here. You're having chances. You know it's going to come, and even the ones that are missing, you're just—it's just having fun. They're just toying with them, and yeah. He's just the, the, like a, a cat that will just sort of um, stun an animal and then just just play with it until they get bored, and then just 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 them and rip the fans off you know <laughs> yeah i wish we could do yeah, that we, against leicester and ipswich we took the owl by the neck and um slowly <laughs> plucked all of its feathers out yeah <laughs> uh, although tim we were only one new up at half time it didn't quite tell the whole story did it because we had 69 percent possession uh four shots to their one three of which were on target bazuni was kept quiet apart from that you know that mess up that he had um but we just we needed to seal it, didn't we? And but you, you said that you didn't feel there was ever going to be a moment where we weren't going to win. Um, but did you think at one point, it's, you know, it's just going to be a one nil and we're going to squeak it? Or did you feel that there was more coming in the second half and we were going to make it more comfortable? Well, so perpetually with our talent, I thought we were fantastic. And like you said, dominated a very nice level of possession. Uh, with that, they didn't show any threat that they can get themselves back into it. I know that there's times where like the Wadford game where they scored in the last minute or uh, made some sort of mistake. I didn't feel like that was coming this way. Uh, I didn't think that. Uh, and honestly, I felt fine. It was kind of a, it was a, it was a nice feeling not to worry very much about it. Yeah. Game. Oh, I know. I'm with you. Um, But let's say Tim that you're, you're in Danny Roll's shoes. What's your halftime pep talk? What would it have been? Like, how do you play against this Saints team right now? You, you sit back and try and frustrate, and that doesn't work. There's no way you can see more of the ball than us. Uh, there's no chance of a counter. Um, just hoping for pot shots, really, weren't they? And, I mean, he did manage to get six shots, all told. But Bazunu, yeah, Bazunu was a little bit more busy in the second half. But everything that we asked him to do, he did. I mean, he got his eighth clean sheet of the season. But, yeah, but what did, what do you think Danny Roll would said to them at halftime? Well, I think Roll... We are shield, uh, and we know we are. <laughs> so I'm just going to assume that he's a great manager or at least understands the X's and O's when it comes to, when it comes to the game. 
so I think he was trying to find little minute weaknesses that we had the that we as in Sheffield Wednesday could have had to expose and uh, for, of Southampton. And yeah. so he was probably finding out that, you know, somebody wasn't quick on the ball. Somebody wasn't able to do that. And to give them that little em- extra emphasis that says, if you put the pressure, they will make the mistake. It's been done. They've seen it before. Now, the way that we're playing at this point, the level is absolutely amazing. And so the odds of that happening are extremely low, although it did happen in the Plymouth game when we kind of, you know, dropped our pants and just said, hey, here you go. You can score. Uh, To me, it was fine. And him, you know, building into it, trying to give him the confidence and trying to expose that. But he wasn't able to grab it. He wasn't able to make it work. And it was basically he probably knew that they were going to lose, but he was still giving them that little extra push. Yeah, mistake-free football in that, in that whole second half. I think the only thing they were going to try and do was catch us on the counter. But, Kev, our second goal, it came from us catching them on the counter. Um, Adams with a lovely free ball to Fraser. Fraser <laughs> finds Armstrong in so much space, and he's just left to keep his composure. And uh, who's going to bet against him in that situation? 14 goals in the season now. Two now. Yeah, I, I mean, he's just he's on, on unstoppable form, isn't he? And just that, that, that blistering pace of the of the counter attack and the amount of space that he's got and the time to um to, to take the touch and um pick where he's gonna put it. Um and Jay, who's like quite far back, who's who sets up um really quick thinking to see that they're asleep at the back. Um yeah, it's just per- it's a perfect team goal, isn't it? Yeah, actually, it started because um, I think Ryan Manning gave the ball away, a shock. Um, and they, I think mm. Diaby again, actually, <laughs> that, that, that messed it up. And uh, Che kind of like rubbed it off of him and then saw that there was so much space. So he pushed that ball through to Fraser and Fraser slips it through to, to Adam Armstrong. And yeah, that's it. There was a dangerous moment, though, Tim, because Wednesday had a free kick right on the edge of the box. Uh, Flynn Downs picked up a yellow for his troubles. And, Fair play to him. Yeah, because if yeah, that had been any later, that could have been a penalty. Brilliant. That could have been. That was, yeah, that was um, getting quite close to that penalty box. But yeah, uh, Windass takes the free kick, Tim. Now, I was listening to the commentary and they were saying what a great save that was, but I just think he hit it straight at him. And if the goalkeeper's getting two hands on mm. it in that situation, then it's a poor free kick, in my opinion. And it, you, you have to expect your goalkeeper to save. So the content, oh, let's, let's, break, let's break it down really quick. Nobody outside of Ward Prowse is able to put a ball and kind of dink it and dunk it that close to the edge of the 18. David it's Beckham, actually a, Matt Letizier, been done. Current players that I'm, yeah, that I've, that I knowingly have seen live and can do something like that. Um, Bernardo Silva probably Messi. could too. Um, yeah. yeah, Messi definitely has a little dink and dunk, but players that I know I've, you know, seen a lot live personally. Um, so he, he's so close to the 18 that the way the wall was set up, it exposed him to uh, basically giving, giving him a window that was within an arm's reach or a windmill reach of, of, of Bazunu. And so they basically dared him shoot it. And Windass, yes, does go with that window. And Bazunu, full, with full confidence, is able to get two hands on it with a with a you know a quick movement and get that ball away. So to me, I think it's they did what they needed to do defensively in that situation, and 
while it was a good save, they it was a team play leading to that save that allowed him to be successful in the save. So yeah. there's yeah. more that goes into it than just like the actual acrobaticness of him. Yeah, Flynn Downs, yeah, taking one for the team as well. So, But yes, uh, the third goal, Ryan Fraser, 75th minute, red hot goal scoring form. Uh, another one for him, that's what, seven on the season now. Just a clinical finisher, Kev. Just seen it so many, so many more times. And off the assist of, um, well, yeah, you guessed it, Adam Armstrong. Uh, he was brilliant in gathering that ball and he ran, you know, holding it up, allowing Fraser to find some space. And he did a few step overs, a nice little cutback pass and then, slotted home easily from from the wee man and yeah what a finisher um from quite a distance as well uh just made it look easy yeah i'm I'm strong really yeah making them look like amateurs i mean it's Mm. it's um yeah it's fantastic and they you know and they 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 didn't even stop then i mean they was just i mean we've seen this kind of rope boat before that we've gone in uh at home one nil up at half time and uh the, the players can go out and not try and sit on the lead and go in for the kill because the amount of possession of the ball we've got, we, we've got, they, um, the other team has to run so much that, that we just rope a dope and knacker them out and then just just batter them for the last half hour. But yeah, I mean, I think this is one of our best performances, Kev, because we're, we're three nil up, deservedly mm-hmm. so. And there's 10 minutes left and there was a desire to press from everyone. They just kept going and not giving up on anything. And it was so, so good. And everybody playing in perfect harmony and, and seemed to be understanding what Martin wants from them. And yeah, the, the fourth goal was just brilliant. And he, not so much to finish from Mara because, I mean, he couldn't really miss, but getting the ball up, you know, high pressing. Oh, he could. Mistakes. He could. <laughs> Uh, one touch passing, it was oh, it was magnificent. And watch that goal again because I mean Walker Peters to Fraser to Armstrong to Mara, four 0 It yeah, just like watching Brazil. And yet uh, another assist from Adam Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, eleven assists for Adam Armstrong, and the next best is Alcaraz with three. So yeah, he's just involved in everything, isn't he? But that fourth goal, oh, that was incredible. What a goal. He's the- best in the league for assists now isn't he yeah he's up there in europe isn't he with the best with the most goal involvements i think he's right just behind um harry kane i think there was that 25 now uh goals and assists so yeah amazing and the beauty is that um russell martin can bring on players that have got something to prove like alcaraz trying to um, force his way back into the team um dibbling uh breaking through into the first team mara um, mara who yeah is battling against People who think that he should be gone in the January transfer window. Yeah, he's doing everything he can right now. He's only getting, uh, you know, a short amount of minutes, but he's coming on and scoring whenever he can. But yeah, mm. just brilliant. Um, he's yeah, making the most of it, yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, convincing 4-0. That's 19 league games, 20 in all competitions. Yeah, drink it in, Saints fans. And yeah, by the way, you mentioned the club's all-time record. Uh, that run uh, was 24, Kev. It was 1896 to 1897 when they were known as Southampton St. Mary's and had yet to move to the Dow. So uh, that answers your question. But yeah, uh, a whopping 71% possession. A few things to take a look at right now. In the last 20 games, including the Walsall game, uh, 14 wins, six draws, un- unbeaten streak, one of the best in the in the history of uh, the Saints so far in their lifespan, which is pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, but they have plus 30 goal difference in those last 20 games. 
So if you're winning, if you have 14 games won, that means you're on average, when you're winning a game, you're winning it by two goals in that time frame, which is unbelievable. And to think about it and just kind of really soak it all in. And looking at goals per 90, uh, there are four players that are really standing out. Uh, Adam Armstrong, Che, Ryan Fraser, and Adozi. Adozi being 0.49 and uh, 0.51 for Fraser, 0.54 for Che, 0.55 for Adam Armstrong. Sekumar is at 0.69, which is very nice, but uh, he hasn't played as many, nearly as many minutes as the other players have. So with that contribution level, you're seeing across the span. And while uh, Adam Armstrong has 14, uh, Che's only played half the minutes, but he's yeah. still giving approximately – and by approximately, he is giving the same amount of goals per 90 as Adam Armstrong is. So to me, you, that's very, very, very promising because you are seeing that goal threat. And we do have the capabilities with Adozi, Fraser, Adams and Armstrong and c- connecting all of that, which is which is lovely. But then you've got Adam Armstrong, who is getting you know, 0.43 assists per 90, which is amazing and is I mean, right now you got to put him as championship player of the season. It might be a hot take. Uh, I think he, you know, he just the numbers keep adding up and they keep adding up. And if he's going to have 40 goal contributions on the season, which is, you know, potential for him, Mm -hmm. there's no reason why he couldn't, he wouldn't be player of the season. And there might even be a chance that he doesn't get player of the month in any of the months, but he could be player of the season if he ends up with 40 goal contributions, goals plus assists. It's amazing. It's such a turnaround from last year. Um, Kev, did we manage to get that magic number of a thousand touches? Uh, no, eight hundred before this time. Um, any more stats? Yeah, I have well, well, fifteen shots, seven on target, uh, to their six. Uh, four shots on target they had. Um, one of them was that free kick. Uh, I can't really remember the other three, but um, they must have been straight about because he might as well have had the day off to be honest. Well, he, he did. He, he did make a couple, couple of good saves. saves yeah, and that did. was about it. Yeah, he did do well. Mm. Um, an XG of 2.4, mm. and theirs was uh, 0.5. That's quite high, actually. <laughs> Much more than I was expecting. What, theirs? Because, the, I mean, the, yeah. Well, yeah, that... I mean, we've played some dog shit teams this season, but they, they weren't very good. <laughs> Second half, no. We just turned it on, didn't we? But, yeah. Uh, so we're back down to third now after two and a half hours in second. Um, so we played 27, won 16, drawn Ooh. seven, and lost four. 55 points. <clears throat> Ipswich have 58 points. Leicester have 65. Uh, we've lost four, as have Leicester. I um, mean, it's just those draws that are keeping us this far behind. And I- Ipswich, by the way, have only lost three. Uh, so that's why we're where we are. Uh, Russell Martin said uh, it is incredible what they've achieved and we have to keep it going as long as possible. We have never gone. We need to chase Leicester and Ipswich. We are concentrating on ourselves and we'll see where it takes us. It has never been a conscious focus for us, but I want them to go out and make some history next week. I want them to be remembered for that. I want them to do it, and it has been an incredible achievement. Yeah, that it would come down on him, wouldn't it, at the end of the day. If we make this 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 record run going any longer, it's, all, it's only going to look good for Russell Martin as well. So long may this continue. Uh, man of the match, who's brave enough to go first? No one. That surprises me. All right, I'll go first. I, I think the reason I say it's because I think it's a tricky one, and I think there's um, there's a lot of candidates again, and it's just like nines and tens all over the pitch for me. Uh, Ryan Fraser, Jan Bednarik, Kyle Walker-Peters, 
but I have to give it to Adam Armstrong because, I mean, we scored four. He was involved in all of them. One goal, three assists, although officially two. Uh, already has the most goal involvements before this game and, you know, no, another four. Uh, when he's not scoring, he's assisting. And I just think everything's going for him at the moment. And, yeah, he's taking the piss. Our defense didn't really even have the opportunity to shine in this game. I didn't feel like there was any threat. Uh, I mean, yeah, there was the wind-ass shot that was kind of decent. And Bernard in their midfield and Musaba maybe kind of made some you know, plays. I don't really know. But to me, we just completely owned up and were fantastic. Walker Peters did very well. Fraser was absolutely fantastic. But Adam Armstrong, the entire 90, all goal contributions, just completely dominant and to me the player of the championship so far uh, I would argue anybody against uh, you know what he's able to provide for our team and who would have thought that I mean I kind of would have guessed that we would have he would have you know he had had probably 10 goals in the season but not necessarily 25 goal contributions and it's middle of January mm. yeah no I agree with you Tim I think he has been you can't really argue with it. Oh, okay. I was hoping that you'd make it easier for me, but you really haven't. Um, I, I thought that there were so many candidates that we would um, end up picking one each. But mm, since so you've both gone for Armstrong, I'll have to go <laughs> go through um, some of the other candidates. Um, I thought Adams, once he did find his feet, was excellent. Um, oh. Yeah, not not just uh, getting the goal, but also. Um, getting the ball further up the pitch quickly, like um, initiating those counter-attacks, it was just incredible. Um, Smallbun had a really solid performance. Um, again, he was good at getting balls forward. So, yeah, we haven't mentioned him. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, Radio Silent gave him man of the match. Oh, did they? Hmm. And um, Russell Martin praised him after the match, and I thought he was good yeah, getting balls into space quickly and creating transitions. Um, not so much the defensive midfielder that um, we kind of categorised him as, um, yeah, real box box player. Um, Downs was good, yeah, with, um, and that that uh, with some beautifully timed tackles uh, and some shoulder barging for the team, <laughs> just to, just 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 to break up what what um, whatever Wednesday had to throw at us, which um, to be fair wasn't much. Um, Ryan Fraser, I was just like a a bull at a rag, wasn't he? Um, <laughs> the whole match, um, the number of corners he won, um, I mean, how many corners do we have? 14. I swear he must have won about half. You know, I was hoping that I'd lead to some sort of conclusion. I imagine that you you were hoping that as well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it to Cole Walker-Peters because oh. I, I think he's, oh. he, he's kind of flown under the radar. He's had much sort of, you know, 7.58, out of 10 performances consistently throughout the season. I don't remember um, him getting that many men of the match. But, um, I gave it to yeah, him last I week. It was absolutely terrifying. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a good one. But, but I mean, I, I picked Adam Armstrong because I, I was sure that both of you guys were going to go with Ryan Fraser. Uh, so I thought I'll go, I'll go for Adam Armstrong. Mm. Uh, no one's actually gone for Fraser. So, uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's, 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 it if, was a tough uh, if Tim had gone for Carl Walker-Peters, I would have said Fraser. <laughs> yeah, there's so many to choose from, but again, like, that's, um, it's great. Those, I think if we're picking standouts, there I think there were there were three: um, Armstrong, Fraser, and Walker-Peters. Um, Adams as well. Yeah, but uh, yeah, lot, small a lot of honorable mentions. Yeah, small bone was good. Yeah, Downs was good. 
Um, everyone was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, nines and tens all over. Yeah, just excellent. That's just what we want. Uh, yeah, and then off to Swansea uh, next week, the, the Swansea.com stadium. Uh, Russell Martin's first return back. Uh, I'm wondering how they're going to react to him. I wonder what hotel the Saints are going to stay in. Because there was that famous incident where they got kicked out of the Marriott at the last minute when we had that um, six-pointer at the bottom of the table. Really big opportunity now for uh, Russell Martin to be able to come back to his previous uh, previous employer and really just smack them. 2018, uh, this really started and kicked off a rivalry, Southampton and Swansea. The six-pointer that uh, Gabby Adini was able to score, win, and allow us to stay up in the season. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, 2018, uh, we showed up to the Marriott in Swansea, and all of a sudden they mentioned that there was a virus outbreak. And, you know, a couple of years later, a virus outbreak is never a good thing. But seeing that, uh, we were just looking for some feedback, and really the Saints media really took a dig at them after we beat them, which was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really enjoyed that. But I think this is not only are they showing this as a rivalry, they put us as the 6.30 a.m. Central Standard Time U.S., the 12.30 game, uh, because the last thing that they want and when you want is is a riot, because that's what's going to happen. You're going to see a lot of rioting and a lot of pissed off fans, because when you put the 12.30 game down, uh, less time for people to drink, less time for the away fans to really have that opportunity to be loud and proud. But that's not going to happen. We're going to be absolutely fantastic. And Yeah, no, we're uh, going to be there on Friday night getting drunk and staying overnight. Absolutely. And we're going to go to the Marriott Hotel yeah. if, uh, if, they, if they allow us and, and cause some havoc and make sure to leave some fun reviews with it uh, and don't and not letting that stop. Uh, to me, uh, I mean, we've only played them rec- uh, fairly recently. So what have what have they changed the last time? They were previously 18th and now they are 15th. So they're having a very ho-hum season. They're in that uh, basically in that lull that says we're probably not going to get relegated. But we're probably we're definitely not going to get promoted. Uh, and there's no, nothing with their ownership that says we want to push. There's nothing from their ownership that says we're going to let them fail. So they're basically in purgatory. What are, what are you going to do? So to me, you know, with that fierce rivalry that we have, uh, you know, what, what do we consider? So the last five games. They they've drawn. Uh, they beat uh, Morecambe FA Cup. They beat West Brom. Uh, they drew Coventry, and then they were smashed by us. So their fifth most recent game is is still us. And they don't have any major updates with their squad. There's no signings from them so far this season. Uh, whereas with us, we do have the Rothwell coming in for squad depth in the in the central midfield position. Uh, Nothing scares me that says we're going to think things are going to change, but you never know. Now I'm going to knock on wood and make sure that the, the doesn't come back to bite us. So to me, you know, what are we looking for? What are we uh, thinking? I think we're going to do very well against those damn Welsh, and uh, we're going to go bird hunting for uh, on the for the, against the Swans. Predictions, then, Kev, uh, you're up first. Oh Christ. Um, three now. So once again, it's going to be tight. You know, it's an away game. Our, our home form is fantastic, but we still have some draws in us and some, you know, some letdowns. Uh, you know, you never know what, what truly is going to be that banana skin moment where it's going to be completely going in and completely forgetting about things. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the complete case, but I d- don't think we're going to be able to keep up this amazing, awesome, awesome, fantastic form like we have against 
well, teams that we deserve to be spanking. Uh, they're going to see that we beat them 5-0 last time. Uh, I don't think they're going to come in and say, you know, we're just going to let them score five goals again. That's not going to happen. Uh, to me, I think that they are going to push out and it's going to do very well. And our luck is going to eventually falter at some point. But we're still going to beat them. Uh, I still think we're going to squeak it. It's going to be a squeaker. We're going to squeak it out 2-1. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I've done exactly the same thing, Tim. I'm going 2-1 to Saints, and I think we're uh, we're going to squeak it. I just I don't see how anyone's going to beat us with the way we're playing, but uh, it's going to be another Plymouth one for me. Uh, just going to be one of those dodgy ones where we, we go 2-0 up and we'll let one in, and it will just be a little bit more uncomfortable. Um, but, yeah, I, I can see us winning this game 2-1 also. Okay, that brings us to the Discord then. Uh, Shefford Wednesday game, only one going with a 4-0, with a and that was Tim Brucker, who closes the gap to Kurt Sapple at the top uh, to two points. Um, so, yeah, it's getting all very, very close behind them now. And, yeah, interesting stuff. Um, so, yeah, get your Swansea predictions in as soon as you can uh, and put it on the Discord. Um, yeah, as soon as you can. Um, Super 6 was... Well, round 29 was won by Stuart White, Paul Carpenter, Tom Hennigan, Steve Franklin and Adrian Gelder with 13 points. And round 30 is still ongoing. Of course, Andrew Knight still has that massive lead on 256 points. Uh, fantasy football, guys, Kev, you do fantasy football. How, how are we getting on? I'm looking at my point. I've only got 17 points so far. Um, I think it's quite a long game week, isn't it? There's that winter break bollocks, isn't it? Looking at the league, Tim's. Had a relatively good week. He's moved up the Podders League into fifth. Uh, no changes in that. Still Harry Tizard at the top. Tim's got 20 points. I think everyone's got a low scoring week this week, can't they? Mm. Yeah, because Harlan's, yeah, 13 Harlan's points injured. For you. Harlan's injured. It's left us with a bit of a quandary. I, I've done an overhaul. I've used my chip. And I thought I still had that Luton striker who scored the other day, but um, Carl Morris. Yeah, who's who's top? Uh, Dan Buck still top. Got uh, a 39-point lead mm. over Chris Ambridge. Uh, Toffee, 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 Toffee Rafferty. Sorry, mate. Tommy Rafferty uh, in third. Hey, uh, and Gaffer Tim. All right, so. Lots of high scoring this week so far. There's a lot of movement. Uh, I'm sorry. There's not a lot of movement. There's a lot of movement uh, when it comes to points. So definitely a lot of people who are going to see some high points totals, including myself, still top of the league, 112 points uh, coming here and expected for me, which is fantastic. Tim Brucker in second place uh, coming in with 98 points on the week. Uh, third place, Moscow Mush with the midfield dynamos. Um, uh, power up, which is really, really good choice for him getting at 110, uh, overhaul by Ray in, in, in fourth place sitting there, 105 points. Also, you're going to be able to get, um, you're going to get a few more points off your bench since Smotics didn't even play for Born, mm. uh, for Blackburn. Yeah. And then Connor, uh, Rickard, uh, love you guy. Hope you're doing well. Uh, You'll see you just took a little 97 point win on the on the week. So good job. Keep it up and uh, let's keep pushing on. So it'll be a a lot of fun and definitely going to go down to the wire. Okay, that is it then. That is it for another week. Yeah. And uh, next week we'll we'll go over that Swansea game and then we'll preview that FA Cup fourth round trip to to Watford. Um, So until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Southampton. Up the Saints.
Upp med Southampton. Podcast Network.